Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara in for Matt Pittman. And this is Bay Current for Friday, May 13th. On Monday, San Francisco Mayor London Breed appointed Matt Dorsey to serve on the city's Board of Supervisors and fill the District 6 seat following Matt Haney's election into the state assembly. While Dorsey's time as Director of Strategic Communications for the San Francisco Police Department seems to fall in line with some residents' concern with safety in the city, he was not Haney's pick. Dorsey's appointment comes as a surprise to some, especially since Haney has been very vocal about his support for Honey Mahogany, his former chief of staff, to fill the seat. But it'll be up to voters in November, and if the last two years have been any indication, anything can happen until then. In this episode of Bay Current, we'll hear from our KCBS radio political reporter, Doug Sovereign, about what could be behind Mayor Breed's pick. Then, We'll get to hear from Honey Mahogany herself, who is also the chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party, about the things she'd be most excited about working on if she makes it back into District 6, which includes the South of Market. Well, it's interesting, and I I found it really surprising, and I think probably a lot of people did too, having known Matt Dorsey for a really long time. He's not a guy I would have ever thought of would run for office and be on the board of supervisors. The, you know, the last person I would have thought of for that. That's KCBS radio political reporter Doug Sovereign, who I spoke with earlier this week. But she clearly thinks he's the right pick for her in District 6 because of maybe in large part because of his more recent work for the police department, which is, you know, a tiny part of his career, but it's been the last two years. Uh, to her, to the mayor, he represents sort of a, you know, pro-safety, I don't know if tough on crime is the right phrase for San Francisco, but, you know, someone who's focused on public safety. And he's he's gay, he's HIV positive, he's in recovery, so he brings these personal attributes that are attractive, although as a white man these days, and frankly, as a gay white man in San Francisco, that's not even that big a deal anymore. I mean, once upon a time, it was huge to have an openly gay person on the board. Now, you know, there's plenty of gay white men in San Francisco politics, um, but he does bring some attributes that, you know, soften him up a little bit from being just seen as a police spokesman. But for her, I think she found what she felt was a winning package of those attributes, along with his police department pro-safety stance that would give her an opportunity to put a moderate on the board, which helps her politically who aligns with her politically in terms of the approach to housing, the approach to crime and public safety. And for her, that was the best fit. I'm not sure 
that he's a viable long-term guy in that job. He faces a tough fight in November, we're going to see. But she calculated that this would be a vote for her on the board who fits with the current mood in San Francisco and therefore the best pick. And why why do you say that about um, not being a a viable long-term pick? Well, he's never run for office before. He's replacing Matt Haney, uh, whom he supported in, you know, and endorsed in the um, and voted for in that race. But as Haney moved up from supervisor, but uh, Matt Haney is fully backing Honey Mahogany, his longtime aide, who's going to be running for this seat. And it's pretty clear, you know, Matt Haney is a progressive on the board. He knows who he wants to replace him. In a sense, this is, you know, London Breed is kind of going to war with Matt Haney and his supporters because they're all going to get behind money, honey, mahogany, put the money on honey. If she's not using that phrase, maybe she should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slogan. And Matt Dorsey has no constituency. I mean, he's a guy who spent many, many years, and most of us in the media think of him as the spokesperson for the city attorney, Dennis Herrera. We all know him, but the public doesn't know him that much. Uh, I mean, other than giving statements and being interviewed as the spokesman for the city attorney's office, he's a behind the scenes guy, an inside baseball guy. He knows everybody in city politics. The media know him well, but he's not a guy with a constituency who we've ever seen go out and shake hands and kiss babies and all the things you do. Maybe you don't kiss babies during a pandemic uh, (laughs) to run for office. And Honey Mahogany, I think, is better known in the community Black trans would be far more of a, of a vanguard pick for the board than a, another gay white man. And maybe in the current zeitgeist is a better fit for that district. Um, so it's going to be a knockdown brawl for that seat. And London Breed's appointees don't have a great recent track record. I mean, she picks moderates and the city is still pretty darn progressive. Even if people see these recalls and maybe a swing back on public safety, this is still a very progressive city. And uh, it's going to be a tough fight. I was going to say, because we're at a very interesting intersection right now, right, where you see a lot of residents of the city and in the Bay Area in general, very concerned with safety. Where do we meet between, you know, policing and and trying to, I don't know, have have a board that that represents something that might be a little bit more progressive? And we're, we're just at this weird intersection right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think overwhelmingly San Franciscans and very in general, most of it remain very liberal to progressive. Uh, but there's often a pendulum swing and a backlash. And at a time when people have been really frustrated and had a hard time in their lives the last couple of years, quality of life is seen as deteriorating. Crime is seen as worse, even though it isn't necessarily in a lot of categories. Um, right now, they're concerned about, you know, the number one thing in their life is staying safe, Right. You know, her calculation is that's where people are right now. That's the mood that people do want more enforcement. People do want to get a little tougher and clean up this city more. I mean, she certainly swung over to that. So that's her calculation. But it's hard to say when push comes to shove how people really feel. And it ultimately does come down to personalities. You know, somebody who can who's charismatic and win them over can overcome that. Uh, Joe Biden may not be that guy. Honey Mahogany may be that person in a San Francisco local district race. You know, we live in complicated and fascinating times, and it's things are not black and white. I mean, people are upset about inflation. They're upset about crime. They're upset about homelessness. They're also compassionate. Around here, they're liberal to progressive. Uh, it's very hard to say people are going to behave one way because of a certain thing. There are not a lot of single-issue voters. Abortion has suddenly become... 
a single issue for many, many people. And in the short term, it's going to drive a lot of turnout. We'll see if that lasts to November, though. And once Roe is overturned, if it is, which it, all indications are it will be in late June, that could have a massive impact. And it could blow a lot of these things out of the water. And all of this stuff is so variable. We don't know where the pandemic will be. We don't know what next big thing will happen. What will happen in the war between Russia and Ukraine or some other place in the world? So it's really hard to predict six months out, let alone six days out. Can you first off uh, tell me what your initial thoughts were earlier this week? Well, I'll start by saying that disappointment wasn't unexpected. Um, they think that through the rumor mill, you know, we'd been hearing for weeks that Matt Dorsey was someone who was under consideration. That's Honey Mahogany, who's also the chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party. And, you know, he is somebody who has been a political insider for a very long time, worked in politics for a long time as, you know, communications director for many different people, most recently, of course, SFPD. And so, He's got a lot of older political relationships um, and this, you know, an appointment is inherently a very political uh, uh, thing. And so knowing that I traditionally have, you know, I, I have a background in being a progressive leader, you know, and being somebody who is very independent and, um, you know, Personally, I consider myself someone who's very reasonable and likes to bring people to the table and, you know, really hammer out solutions versus just sort of blindly adhering to any sort of policy. And, you know, I think that makes me in some ways unpredictable, right? An unpredictable pick. Like, people aren't sure, like, will she agree? Will she not agree? Will she be helpful here? Um, and, you know, I think in my meetings with the mayor, I was very clear um, that I wanted to be an ally and to help build bridges. Um, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't picked. But again, it was... Uh, it is her decision, and it was not unexpected. And um, I can't wait to put myself in front of voters um, because I do believe that I am the most qualified candidate. I've got 20 plus years experience as a social worker getting people off the streets and into care. I've been working for four years directly with Supervisor Haney in the District 6 office on land use issues, on some of the most controversial land use issues. Um, and, you know, we are very, pro uh, we have built thousands of units of housing and especially affordable housing in our district, um, more than any other district in the city um, and the vast majority of units that have been created in the city. So I'm very well versed in all of these issues and I'm ready to continue doing the work and you know, I'm excited for November. Can you tell me a little bit more about your time working as chief of staff for Matt Haney? Um, I know you mentioned that some, you know, some of the work that you've done, but you know, going forward, there are going to be existing challenges and also new ones. And so how has that work prepared you for that seat? Um, and what do you foresee being sort of like the major issues that are gonna be coming up after you would, you know, uh, potentially come into um, that position? Absolutely. Well, as someone who grew up here in San Francisco, lived here, you know, pretty much all my entire life, I have seen the city change, um, um, but and yet there are many issues that have been really persistent. Homelessness obviously is the number one issue in San Francisco. Homelessness and mental health, um, you know, obviously the overdose epidemic, um, substance use, and again, you know, my experience as a social worker, and also you know as the mental health as a mental health director, I've um, worked very closely with people who were suffering from addiction, people who are unhoused and getting them off the streets, including in, in San Francisco. 
specifically in terms of my work in the District 6 office, I definitely staffed on um, homelessness issues, you know, worked with Supervisor Haney to really, you know, put forward the shelter-in-place hotel policies to get people off of the streets. You know, we went from having 400 tents in just one neighborhood to having less than 40, which is, you know, again, not perfect, but a huge, huge difference that was really felt by our district. And we have, we have, we never stopped working on that. You know, we're actually working with uh, Supervisor Mandelman's office on a new version of the Police for All legislation that would really open up many more non-congregate shelter options to get people off of the streets because we know that the system as it is right now isn't working. We don't have enough placements for all the people that are on our streets. And so, you know, we're in this position where we have no place to put people. And, you know, in those places that we do have, you know, you know, quite honestly, some of them are really subpar. So we need to improve and expand upon um, the availability of housing for people to get the get folks into housing. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and something that I really learned working in Supervisor Haney's office. And we also have to come up with practical solutions for the people who are living on our streets. Um, that's everything from, you know, overdose prevention sites, navigation centers, um, even safe sleep sites have their place in all of this, right? Um, I don't think that they should be the focus, but they definitely should be a part of the solution because once, you know, Housing and homelessness are not one-size-fits-all um, uh, situations. You need a diversity of options for people in order for, and, and to have a comprehensive plan in order for it to be successful. Um, you know, I uh, worked very closely with Supervisor Haney, and I think with Supervisor Haney sometimes um, more than he was comfortable around um, things around public safety because, you know, we work with some of the most vulnerable people in the city. Um, District 6 is really, all of all of the city's problems are really concentrated here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have the, both the wealthiest and poorest people living in the city in our, in, our, in our district. So what are the next steps for you then in preparing for November's election? You know, we, I don't know, how many months away are we now? Like five, five months away or something like that. I know it's going to come up so fast. Um, what's, what are the next steps for you? What are your plans? Yeah, I mean, I have been thinking about this for a really long time. In many ways, I've been preparing for this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for several years. And so, you know, we we do have a plan. We haven't officially filed or launched yet, but we are getting all our ducks in a row. So um, we are going to launch soon and we will make sure that everybody knows about it when that happens. We reached out to Matt Dorsey for an interview, but did not hear back. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be a part of your daily routine. Please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or just about anywhere you listen. We're also on YouTube, on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Mallory Samara, in for Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again on Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 